Mitch, welcome back to the channel and everybody welcome to the Strategist YouTube channel and podcast. I'm super pumped to have Mitch Deskus here. You may recognize Mitch. He's in our playlist on interviews with successful sales reps. And today Mitch is here to share a gem on referrals. How and why we're going to get into, but everyone here is going to leave with some tactical advice and tips to start using because all the interviews that I'm doing now with reps are designed to help you take their strategy that's worked and use it in the field. And Mitch was generous enough to share his. So without further ado, Mitch, would you mind just sharing why we're on this, the, the message you sent me on Facebook with this really powerful win and some fun numbers to tease our people, and then we'll jump into some logistics. So welcome, Mitch, and I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, first off, Adam, I appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, like I said last time when I was on the show, you know, we appreciate everything you do. Funny story is quite a few of the guys I work with they tap on YouTube, who comes up? It's you. And uh, it was funny. They, they even said, man, I saw your interview. That was great. Um, but no, appreciate everything you do. And I definitely make sure everybody who's in the roofing industry knows about you and what you do. Um, so yeah, to go into what, why we're here on the show is I want to talk about how I generated referrals. So last year, I think I did 177,000. Um, and referrals this year alone, I did 140,000. So that's, that's income. Let me clarify for everybody. Mitch is giving you his personal income, not top line sales, not 140,000 of cash in his pocket from referrals. Sorry to interrupt, Mitch. I just oh, want to good. clarify that for folks. <laughs> yeah, 140,000 uh, from referrals, 24 referrals, and I'll do almost 60 roofs this year. So almost, was that almost half of my business came from referrals? That's huge. And you're in a market for everyone listening, because I know there's a lot of folks that are in markets that don't pay nearly the commissions that you're getting with your company, with the, the type of homes that we talked about. So for everyone listening, uh, your gas mileage may vary. And the point is the referral system that we're going to be chatting about is what we're what <laughs> you will use. You'll generate those deals and uh, you'll get paid as you get paid. So, which everyone handles it differently. And just so we don't open that can of worms, I did another video on commissions and the different structures and how to factor in those numbers. So, let's, <laughs> so no one reacts, but um, awesome. So Mitch, 140K in referrals. And is it okay if we get a little personal about kind of where what you were dealing with at the time going through this? Because you were facing arguably the one of the most stressful times of anyone's life that often interferes with salespeople, especially in this industry that drags us down. We got stuff going on at home. So um, I know you mentioned being comfortable with this. Share with us what was going on in your life that was had the cards kind of stacked against you, so to speak, and how you rose up to the occasion. Yeah, no, I, I totally don't mind. So the, uh, the past uh, conversation we had, you know, I was obviously building what it seemed like a dream home for uh, my wife and my daughter and I. And um, I think that was in March. And closing on the house was June. Uh, in May, my wife at the time decided she wanted to separate and then divorce. Um, and to be honest, you know, when I look back on it, yes, it's, it's upsetting. Um, and a lot of the times people will take that and, and see that as a negative or not want to produce the business that they want to do. And, and quite frankly, the way I look at things is there's always a positive to something. And what I looked at it was, is, okay, yes, I probably was way too focused on work and I'm a very driven and ambitious person. So whenever I have a goal, I always want to attain that goal. So sometimes I put things and people 
on the wayside. So that allowed me when that happened, unfortunately, that the next time maybe I'm with somebody, I can't do that because this is what's going to happen. Um, so I only had two things, Adam, and that that scenario was, OK, I can kind of uh, feel bad for myself and, oh, my gosh, have a pity party. Um, or I could look in the mirror and say, hey, look, you did this. Um, you got to just kind of man up and, and go take care of business because I still have a daughter I have, a, have to uh, provide for. I still have the goals I want to achieve. And um, I just kind of took it as more of a positive spin than a negative one where in this kind of a scenario, I think a lot of people, when that happens, a life event, a divorce, a death or something, um, it can derail you from your path of what you're doing. And it takes so long to come back and to actually do what you were doing, which was going out, doing, taking care of business. Um, so thankfully that didn't happen to me. And I just would say for anybody who might be dealing with that, maybe they're going through a divorce or a separation or things like that. I promise you, if you just stay focused on what you're doing, it gets better because there's, they always say like when it rains, the sun's going to come back up eventually. And even though you're going through a tough time, I promise you eventually uh, good will come out of it. You know, uh, thankfully her and I are amicable and we're great co-parents. We found that's probably the best situation. So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. And, and luckily I, I learned from this uh, and I actually have put that into practice with my work and my business communicating better and things like that. So honestly, I would say it's a blessing in disguise, to be honest. Yeah. Mitch, thank you for sharing that and getting real. Cause I know that so many times everyone tunes in, especially social media, you know, you're just like, this guy's doing great. This guy's doing great. And like you go home and, and things are falling apart in some way and the carryover impact drowns us and we'll take a top performer and knock him or her down to, to, the very beginning like that. And the fact that you were able to keep that mindset is so important and kudos to you. I'm glad to see you doing well now and, and happy and, and, you know, turning a new leaf, so to speak. The reason that I wanted to touch on that was just to highlight so many people have this internal dialogue. It worked for Mitch, but it won't work for me. It worked in this one, but it won't work for me. It worked in that market, but it won't work in my market. And there's always excuse itis. And I wanted to lay this out to be like, Mitch had some really crappy stuff going on, <laughs> you know, like that's probably the worst of all of it. And, it, and, and you were able to push through and do this. So thank you for getting real and, and inspiring others. Cause I know many people listening have gone through it now without lingering on painful things, let's move into the exciting and fun things on referrals. I haven't heard this yet for everyone listening. Mitch reached out on Facebook, just sharing this, this and saying, Hey, I want to pay it forward and share this with other people. So thank you again for initiating this. I want to, I want to hear from you, how you got these referrals. I'm going to take some notes. So yeah. you'll see this up on the screen behind me. Um, lay it on me, man. How does the system that you're doing work? Oh, yeah, totally. So <clears throat> Adam, let's, let me ask you a question. Why do you have a favorite restaurant? Because I get the same thing all the time and I can count on a good experience. Okay. So food is one great experience, good environment, right? Yes. All right. So what happens after that? What do you typically do with that restaurant? What do you do? I tell people, I say, Hey, you got to go check it out. I love to share the things like the place I go to. I'm like, Oh, have you guys been to cork yet? It's like our go-to. And, and I always use the name and I mention it. Yeah. So that's essentially how you want to operate your business. So from our last interview, I talked about how I was in the personal training space. 
So to give you kind of context, whenever I got into personal training, I don't know if I said this, but I was, I started in a studio. So when I started in a studio, there was no foot traffic. It wasn't on a main road where people would walk in and say, yeah, I want a personal trainer. I want to spend hundreds of dollars. So the way I built my business was I got on Facebook and I said, Hey, I'm a trainer. I would love to train you for free. Let me know. I got six responses. They were hairstylists. And Adam, I trained them for a whole month for free, three times a week in a group sitting. Now you're probably thinking, Mitch, that's pretty crazy, man. You're, you're giving away all of your, your time, your efforts, your energy. For what? Well, let me tell you this is when I'm giving my energy, when I'm giving my attention, when I'm showing somebody value and I'm giving them results before they've paid me, what do you think they're going to do? They're either one, they're going to refer me somebody else because they realize, okay, Mitch has gotten me a result. And I feel, I feel, uh, what's that? Um, basically where you, um, you feel like you owe somebody something, a law of reciprocation, right? So I want to give you something for giving me something, a result, or they want to just start paying me. So out of those six, five stayed. And over the course of one to two years at five grew into 50 clients. And if you've ever been in the personal training space, you know that it takes a lot of time to do that. But not only that, where I worked, we never had contracts. So at any point in time, these people could always leave. Why didn't they leave? Well, because I provided results. I built a relationship with them. And I was giving them an experience, right? So people stayed because of these things. When you build a relationship with somebody, they're going to want to stay with you. They don't want to go anywhere else. They don't care if they get results anymore. It's about the friendship. It's about the relationship you have now. So whenever I got into roofing, the first thing you have to do is obviously what? You got to master sales. You got to be able to get on the roof. You got to be able to come down and close somebody, right? Mm -hmm. So when I, when I started that and I was able to start closing people, I then was thinking, okay, how can I take what I did in, in the fitness space and how can I do the exact same thing here in the roofing space. Because let's face it, yeah, it's great to go out and knock and you should always knock and you should always make sure that every interaction you're doing is providing even more business for you, right? Well, I was thinking, well, why can't I just get people to become raving fans of mine and they want to refer their family, their friends, their coworkers. They want to talk about me, not about just getting a roof, but it's the experience and how I made them feel throughout the process, right? Because you have to think about it, Adam. You're with somebody for at least two to four months. From the time you sign them up to the time you get the last check, you're with them for a long time. And I think a lot of the times when we have so many projects going on, we don't necessarily become a person to them. We are their contractor, we're their roofer, that's it. That's what they think of us as. So I wanted to say, okay, well, how can I make this person become my best friend in this process? Not because I want something from them, but because I want them to have such a great experience that this is like a wow factor. Because the biggest compliment to me is not the amount of money I can make on a deal. It's the fact that at the very end of it, somebody says, who's a CFO or somebody who works at a grocery store is like Mitch. I've done a lot of business with people, but I have to say that you are one of the best at what you do, which is managing projects, creating relationships. That to me is what I want at the end. And it's, it may sound selfish, but that's what I want. 
Yes, it's great to make money and we all have to make a living, but that right there is my driving force. Every time I sign somebody up, every time I'm working with somebody, anytime I'm inspecting a roof, any interaction, that's what it's like. So to give you context, that's how I wanted to create my business from training to roofing. Sure. So on that, I've summarized these key points. Reciprocity, people want to do nice things for you that, that if you do something nice for them, creating an amazing experience, which by the way, was the, I don't know if you've seen on the new videos, but that's like the addition of my just cause, help every sales rep smash their income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. I love that, man. That's great. And then create that relationship. And then I put that sub bullet of making them your best friend. And you do this, you create raving fans. So we got the groundwork laid. Now, I know everyone's thinking this. So I'm going to have to ask because I know they're thinking it. Did you pay anything on these referrals? Zero, zero. That's what I thought. And now let's get into it. So, uh, so this, this comes into three things. What I've realized for this last year, creating referrals comes down to three key things. The first thing's going to be customer service. So whenever I think about what I do for a living, I don't necessarily think I'm in the roofing industry. Yes, we put roofs on, but we're here to help people. We're here to address a problem they may not know they have and become a solution to that problem, right? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question, Adam. If you go to a restaurant and the food's bad, the experience is bad, you don't like the environment, it's loud, what, what's going to happen? What are you going to do? I'm not going back and I might write a review. Exactly. You're not going to go back. You're going to write a review and you're also going to tell your friends, man, that place was terrible. So because of that one experience, that, that business now has just had maybe 50 to hundred people just decide without ever going, they're not going to go do business. It's like when somebody tells you about somebody else, you automatically have like a subconscious thought of this person, even though you don't know, them, you know, so what we do comes down to customer service. So this is what I trained on. So I actually did this um, with our organization. I got up and I told all of our salespeople how I generated this much money based off referrals. So we're all in the roofing space. We're in customer service. Now, when it comes down to customer service, the biggest thing you want to start doing is you want to know what's going on on every single project. Whether you have one, five, 20, 50 projects, at any point in time, if a homeowner gives you a call, texts you, you're with them, asks you a question, you need to know what's going on. At, all, at any point in time, when the roof's going on, when the gutters are going on, when the fence is getting stained, when the window screens are happening, when the standing seam's happening, you need to know what's going on at any point in time. You know why? Because that homeowner now thinks, man, Adam knows what's going on in my project. He knows exactly what's going on. I can count on Adam to know what's going on in my project. That's a huge thing because you have to think about it. You just took this person, you signed them up, you said they have damage. Now you're taking them along the process. Now they're asking questions and you don't really know because you're in la-la land. You're, you're thinking of going to get different deals. You're thinking of what you're going to have for dinner or what you're doing for the weekend or whatever the case is, but you're not truly engaged with the person you're doing business with. And the next thing is, and this is what I got from when I was training clients, is you want to make them feel like they're your only client. 
So whenever I was training, I wanted to think about why is it that the people I have, why do they stay with me? Well, they stay with me because I'm very observant. I give them all my attention. It makes them feel like I care because I do. And it's like, I always thought about this, whether I'm charging $30 or whatever, I wanted to make it seem like if somebody paid me $500 an hour to train somebody, how would you react? How would you act? You wouldn't be on your phone. You'd be very attentive. And that's the same thing with your, with your customer. So anytime they're giving you a, a call, I don't care what you have going on. Either, you either answer the phone call or you shoot them a text. Hey, I'm busy right now. Let me give you a call right when I'm done. Don't make them think in their head. Okay. You know, I always call Adam, but he never gets back to me. I always call Mitch or text him, but it takes him hours to respond. I know he's not that busy. Maybe he is. But anytime a homeowner calls me, I answer the phone. I step away from whatever I'm doing, whether it's a lunch. And people may sound, may think I'm crazy, but I take a step back and I'm like, I need to answer this phone call. Or if it's a text, you know, it can wait. It can wait maybe 30 minutes to an hour or something, unless it's time sensitive. But if I'm with a homeowner, doesn't matter what's going on. I'm attentive. I'm with them. But not only that, I'm getting to know them. I'm getting to know them throughout the process. And then the next thing is you want to be seen throughout the process. So I know a lot of guys who some of the guys I work with or some of the guys that I know that are in the roofing industry, you know, we have a lot of projects going on. You know, we might have two installs in one day or we have an adjuster meeting or we have this going on. But let me ask you a question. Are you so busy to not go to your install? Are you so busy not to show up at the very end and show that you're cleaning up, that you're magnet sweeping? See, for me, I like to be fully involved throughout the process because my thing is this, is if somebody is working with me, they're not working with my company. They're working with me. They're working with Mitch. They're not working with IFC Roofing. They're working with me. So I need to show that I'm there throughout the process on anything that's happening. When the roof's going on, I'm there. In the morning, I meet the crew leader. I knock on the door. I say, hey, Mr. Jones, just want to let you know we're here. We're going to start setting up the property, okay? If you have any questions, let me know. Our field manager is going to be by here shortly. He's going to get in the attic, check the lines, make sure we're okay, okay? If you have anything throughout the day, give me a call if you don't see me, but I'll be here throughout the day. I'm setting the expectations for the homeowner, right? <laughs> I want it yeah. to be so crystal clear in the communication that they're like, man, this guy's on it. I feel trust. I, I can entrust this guy with my property, my biggest asset, right? When gutters go on, hey, Mr. Jones, the gutter's going to go on this day, this time, just so you know, I'm going to come out there with the gutter crew. I'm going to make sure that we're doing everything properly, the tear-offs will. But at the very end, just so you know, I'm going to stop by and I'm going to do a magnet sweep just to see if I get any other nails debris, just so you know. And this is not a tactic to say, oh, man, I'm just trying to show him that I'm doing this. No, I truly do care because I do care about these people. These people are trusting you throughout this whole thing. So you want to care the whole time, right? So my whole thing is this, Adam, is everything that's happening is another interaction with this person. Yeah. Every time, whether I go there during the install whether I go get the, the gutters done, whether the fence is getting stained, whether the chimney cap's going on, I come to the property. The reason why is because every time I show up, what do you think they're thinking? 
he's on it. Oh, about it, passing along. But, but while, while you're here, I love what you've done. You should go talk to so-and-so. Yeah. That, or just like what you said, man, this guy's on it. Yeah. Which and service is so hard. Like that's not thing. People say service is dead. So when you do this, you are, which by the way, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a butthead for a minute. Other roofers make this really easy. Like all you have to do is just do, this is a good job. You just do this and you care and you're already at the top. Yes. So you're you're 99% better than most. Yeah. But this is clearly above and beyond, by the way, yeah. which I super appreciate. And that's not to diminish yeah. that part. The big thing you said that the T word trust, when you're on it, people trust you. They don't look for it. When, when you're not on it and you don't pick up the phone and then something goes wrong. Now, instead of that being a smooth thing, Hey, Mitch, something went wrong. You're like, ah, it's cool. I've been here every step of the way. There's this inherent trust. There's not this emotional reaction. It's like, Oh, he'll get taken care of. Whereas like the smallest little thing, like a a screen getting torn, the homeowner's like, well, Mitch has been gone. He never answers the calls. And then they call you up and it's like the house burned down. You're like, it's a screen and I'm going to take care of it. But they're, they're basing that emotion based on the past experience. So you're essentially, you're laying this just incredible relationship and trust foundation by doing a great job for them, which I love. So is there more you need to share? Well, I oh, no, I do. Ask. I got quite right. a bit. I got and a I'm bit. Gonna... So, so it goes up to everything we just talked about. What do you think that does? That goes to number two. It makes them feel like they're your number one client. Yeah. I always tell my homeowners that the very moment we decide to work together, I say, hey, look, there's two things that are going to happen. One, we're, we're going to become best friends. Two, mm-hmm. you're going to have a great experience throughout this entire process because I know construction can be crazy. But I just want to let you know that I'm going to make sure this is handled properly and I'll be here throughout the entire process, just so you know. So I always set the clear expectations of what they can understand and see through throughout the process with me. And I think just the whole customer service part, if, if people can just understand, if you just do this, you're literally ahead of the game. You're, in the, you're, you're probably in the top 1% of roofers because most people – Depends on some companies. I know some companies where they just have salespeople that just go out and sell. You never hear from them again. And they're just, they're just giving to the company and they're working with somebody else. No, no. I want to make sure that that person works directly with me the entire time because they trusted me the entire, throughout the entire process, right? So the next thing, we're going to go into how to build a trusting relationship. So, Going back to training, the reason why people never left me was because I created such a relationship. I created a relationship like to the point where some of you want to go have lunch with me or have a beer with me. They're just like, man, I like Mitch as a person. He's now not my personal trainer. He's my friend. And if people can start thinking of stop being someone's roofer or general contractor, become their friend. Because once you become someone's friend, they know, like, and trust you. That whole thing is just done. It's, it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny, Adam, is this last year, I'm going to give you kind of a story. So I knocked on this guy's his, his door. He got hit with Hale and Keller. It actually took me probably like three months to follow up them to finally get him. Mm-hmm. So I finally get him, get the roof bought, everything like that. The roofing crew we're using, Pipe Jack, just falls into the, uh, the attic, hits the AC line. They shingle over the PVC pipe hole. Okay. 
this is not how we do business. We fired these people, just so you know. But anyways, give you context. Yeah, created a leak in one of their rooms. Whole room was destroyed. But guess what? He gave me a referral. Why? Took care of it. He said, right as it happened, he gave me a call. He said, hey, Mitch, water's coming into my room. I said, hey, don't worry. I'll be there in 10 minutes. I left what I was doing. I was actually eating lunch. I threw it away, drove to his house. I said, hey, don't worry. We're going to take care of this. Brought the field managers in. We started doing demolition. We started to humidifier, everything like that, to make sure there was no mold. We had to tear out some of the ceiling. Had to rip up the carpet. Gave me a referral the next day. I said, Chris, you didn't have to do this, man. We obviously destroyed your house. Why? Yeah. He said, Mitch, look, you've worked with me this entire time. You've been prompt. You've, you've been trustworthy. And he said, look, I know you're going to take care of it. We, and it was just, it was crazy to me that somebody, you damaged their home where they live and they still give you somebody that they, that's a friend of theirs and still trust you, even though you damaged their property. So my thing is, this is no matter what's happening in a project, maybe, maybe a project's going to go into crap and you're just like, man, this person's not going to refer me. I, I beg to differ. If you just continue to become very customer service oriented, making sure that you're catering to their every need, making sure that you're doing above and beyond things, you're going to turn that person who was pissed off to a raving fan. And it's happened a few times with me. So just for context, building a trusting relationship, what can actually happen when you do that? So how do you build a trusting relationship? Well, like I talked about, it's every interaction you have with somebody. Don't always talk about the roof. Don't always talk about the project. Get to know that person. Get to know what do they do for work? I, so my background being in personal training, you got to think about it. when you're in a session with somebody and they're dying, you know, you want to kind of get them out of thinking they're dying and throwing up to like have conversation, right? Yeah. So when, when it came to roofing, I wanted to get to know the people. I wanted to know what you did for work. If you're working on a massive house, man, what do you do for a living? How do you like, just, I just want to ask. Yeah. And get to know their hobbies. How many, do they have any kids? What do they do for fun? Where do they go for a restaurant? All these things, vacation spots. Because what do you think happens when, when, when I ask that, what do you think then happens, Adam? They ask you questions back. They ask me questions back, right? Then what happens when that occurs? You're throwing, I'm, I don't, I'm not able to play along as well right now. Uh, more conversation. I mean, you build a relationship. Exactly. You start building a relationship. Now you've become not just their roofer. You're now becoming somebody. Wow. This guy, there's commonality now. There's not this, he's just my roofer. He's doing the roof. This is, man, he likes, he likes to go to basketball games or man, he likes to snowboard too, or he likes to go to the same vacation spot. We got the same amount of kids. They go to the same mm-hmm. school, actually. Yeah. And I think when you can start to build the relationship with somebody and not think of them as a project or money that you're going to make, but you truly care. Because think about it, man. People aren't dumb. They become smarter. They know if you're just trying to ask things because you want to make more money from them or make money off of them, right? So, I just say truly care about somebody, get to know them because everybody has a story. Everybody, everybody does. And, and when people, it was, what was uh, Dale Carnegie, I think, unless I'm butchering it, the sweetest word in their, in the English language is the sound of their own name. Was that Dale Carnegie or did I butcher, did I, did I misappropriate 
appropriate hey, I, who said that. We'll go and say that that's Dale Carnegie. Yeah. If it's not, someone <laughs> drop a comment, please correct me with with misquoting someone. But um, what what's interesting, there, there's a book that if you haven't read yet called The Charisma Myth. And um, really, really good book, by the way. She talks about people who will say you're an amazing conversationalist after a conversation. I do this a lot on airplanes. You ask someone a question and they'll talk at you for like two hours and be like, it was really nice having a conversation with you. It's like, I said like three words, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, but they think that's the, the bond. So I, I want to fast forward a little bit in the interest of time for everybody listening, because this, this question has been nagging me. Referral requests. Do you ask for referrals? And if so, how do you ask? Great question. So anytime I'm doing an install, right. And I notice the neighbors have older roofs. I say, Hey, by the way, do you know these neighbors? Mm -hmm. More than likely they know their neighbors. Hey, you know, I'm going to be here in the neighborhood. Is there any way maybe you can just walk me over there? Uh, or maybe shoot them a text say, Hey, look, my roofer, Mitch, you know, he's, he's working. He's amazing. Hey, by the way, he's going to stop by later today. He just wants to let you know what's going on or, or something like that. But typically they can walk me over there or they'll just let them know, Hey, Mitch is going to stop by open the door to that. Right. I never, I never ask, Hey, can you send me people? Can you tell me, can you, can you tell your friends and family about me? The reason why I don't do that is because I feel when you do that, it almost comes off as I'm not going to say begging, but I feel like you're kind of put yourself in, I guess, I guess it could be good if you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position, but I don't do that. I never ask people for referrals. I say, do you know anybody around here? I'll go knock them. And that's, that's literally it. But I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one. The reason why I get referrals, the cherry on top is right here. I know we talked about, I don't give them money or I don't pay for referrals. Like I know some people will say, Hey, look, if you give me a referral, I'll give you 200 bucks or $500. Right. This is what I do. And this is why I think I've received the amount of referrals I have, but you have to do everything we've talked about. You have to have customer service. You have to build a relationship. This will not matter if you don't do that. <clears throat> and it's called a post transactional gift. Mm -hmm. You have to think about this. When you go pick up the last check, sometimes it's awkward. Hey, John, let me know whenever you get the last check, I'll swing by and I'll grab it. Okay, great. But there's nothing at the very end that ties the knot that makes this whole incomplete. So what I do, Adam, is I give them a thank you card. And in that thank you card, I'll say, hey, Mr. Jones, thank you so much for allowing me to work with you on this project. Your house looks amazing. By the way, I hope Jimmy has a great first semester at TCU. I know he's going to freaking crush it. But guess what? In there, I give them a gift card to their favorite restaurant. Why? You just yeah. told me at the very beginning. Yeah. Why? Because it's a great experience. It's great food. And it's mm -hmm. great. You know, it's a great environment. Right. So think about it. If I gave you a gift card, $200 <clears throat> to Corks. What are you going to do when you go with your wife? Yeah. I'm going to tell everyone that Mitch sent me to Cork and I had a baller meal. You had a baller meal, but at the same time, when you're there, you're going to say, man, not only was that thank you card amazing, but he gave me something that I told him I like. He listened yeah. and I'm going to my favorite spot that I enjoy. It's great, man.
That's so, really a, a fine touch, a really fine touch. And you got to pay attention to the details. So you, you ask, it sounds like every time, what's your favorite restaurant? Time. Well, the thing is, and it's not, it's, 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 <clears throat> you got to think two to four months with somebody. The very beginning, when I'm getting to know them, I write this down. It could be, they could have told me two months ago. They could have told me whatever. It's not like the day before I'm going to go grab the check. Hey, by the way, what's your favorite restaurant? This is deliberate. <laughs> and you know, what's so crazy is when I go pick up the last check, sometimes I'll let them know, Hey, John, I have something for you as a token of my appreciation. Or <clears throat> they give me the check. I give them the thank you card. And they say, what's this? I say, hey, this is just my appreciation for allowing me to work with you. You could have worked with anybody else, but I'm glad you chose me. And I always tell somebody, hey, look, the relationship doesn't end here. If you ever need anything else, I'm here for you. I want to be your roofer, your general contractor for life. So yeah. I give them that. And guess what? Typically, they're either going to open it there and they're going to be just amazed and want to just hug me. Or they're going to shoot me a text or give me a call right away. And say, wow, that's, awesome. that's amazing. Man, I love it. I got the notes written up behind me. So I want to summarize this. People have asked for the summaries to hit the bullets. You send a personalized thank you note at the end of the project. In the beginning of the project, as you're building this foundation, you get to know people, your friends. You build a great relationship. You're taking notes, casually bringing up what their favorite restaurant is. You document that so this can come back later. You're delivering an incredible service that's memorable, that builds trust, that creates an amazing experience by keeping it, it, it fine details. You know what's going on. You're there every step of the way. You're holding their hand. They love you. You're 99% above the rest. And then at the end, on the surprise gift that they're not expecting upon final payment, this personalized thank you note, which by the way, anyone, um, there is a thank you note in the battle pack. Do the, custom, the customizing if you're using it on there, the personal detail. I love that touch. That personal touch, you're pulling something that you've talked about with them. I hope your kid does great at this. Enjoy your next round of golf at your favorite country club. The detail, the devil's in the details. And, and then including the, the gift card to the restaurant. That's solid, man. And you know what? Is there anything else that you wanted to share? I don't want to transition to anything here too prematurely. I wanted to summarize this, turn it back to you. Did we miss anything? I know we're going a hair long. Um, did we miss anything on referrals? Oh, um, I would highly advise, I know the time has passed, <clears throat> but send out holiday cards. I send out holiday cards for every past current uh, homeowner, mm -hmm. but I also send out for any inspection, any annual inspection, people I did not close. It's, it's a thank you card, whatever, but then it also, it's a, it's a photo of me and my daughter. It's those personal things. I think is whenever you, again, if you can differentiate yourself to be a human with this person and show them that you are a human, you're not just a roof or a salesperson and you can make them feel a certain way. You can give them an experience. You can give them such great service, right? The big keyword service that is going to be so referable that you don't have to ask, Hey, John, can you, can you just tell your friends and family about me? If they want a roof, roofs aren't sexy. You know, it's sexy experiences yeah. and uh, creating relationships. Service. So that's why I've been able to build a referral business of 140,000 this last year. And uh, I know we talked about this, but I'm, I'm going to hit about 275 this year. So increase my, my revenue by a hundred thousand, hundred K and uh, 
almost did in referrals what I did my first year. That's awesome. Which by the way, everybody with the referral side, they're the easiest deals in the world and also the most fun and the customers that appreciate you the most. Mitch, thank you for coming on. I want to bring up one thing. And the reason I'm bringing this up is people have said, Hey, you got to lean in when you need to lean in. And I've been hesitant to do it, but I'm going to do it right now. What you shared is gold, absolute gold. The emphasis on the customer experience is so overlooked and it's not sexy. So many people want to skip to the fast track. Now, this is where I want to lean in. I agree with you. I don't, I don't believe in the $200 or $500 referrals, period. I do believe in the, the, sometimes it is appropriate to incentivize. I do, my system is a $25 gift card, ideally to each person, just for the opportunity to chat with someone who you think it might be able to help. We give the gift card as a way of saying thank you. That way you're not throwing your friends into, an, into a sales pitch. It's just like, hey, no obligation. If we can help them, great. If we can't, we can't. Versus we'll pay you 200 bucks or 500 bucks if I refer them and then, they, and then they do the roof and then four months later we get paid and then we pay you a bunch of money. It just doesn't go so well. So at any rate, that, that's besides the point. What I want to do is table that. You're in sales. What happens when you ask for the business? You close it. What happens if you don't ask for the business? You can't close it. You ask for the business. These referrals come organically. I'm very curious what would happen if you became more direct in asking for the referrals. And you can do it in a tactful way without sounding desperate. The oh, way yeah. that, that I like to do it is just to say, hey, again, priming them. Hey, well, what, listen, I take my feedback really close to heart because my mission is to deliver the best experience possible. How have I done so far? And they're like, oh, great. We love this. Excellent. I don't want you to throw anyone into something that they're not comfortable with. As you know, we do roofing, siding, windows, gutters, blah, blah, blah. Who do you know? Any friends, family members, neighbors, or coworkers that I might be able to help the same way I've helped you. And then that way, just that ask primes them, but you're not being, you're not sleazy. You're not greasing their palms, but I just wanted to leave everyone with this because you I'll say are a purple unicorn, your ability to get these referrals. There's other things I'm guessing that are occurring in this interaction that it's like the magic secret sauce of Mitch. And I'm wondering what would happen if, and I don't know, this is the joy of testing, but if you leaned in and, and even just mentioned it to plant the seed as a request, because the numbers you put on the board, by the way, 140K in referrals is insane income. But I did want to lean into that of you're in sales. Try leaning in and asking because you might be able to double that. You know, it's funny, Adam. Go ahead. They say that. So going into this next year, what I'm going to start doing is the very beginning, like you kind of talked about, is going saying, hey, look, you know, these are the two things I'm going to focus on. You're going to be my best friend. And I'm going to give you great experience. Yeah. All I ask is if I'm doing a great job, if you know anybody throughout this process that is looking or needs a roof, I would love if you would send them my way so I can see if I can help them like I have you. So I'm definitely thinking of that going in. I'm definitely going to do that next year. Um, I know you can't necessarily always rely on what I'm doing. Um, I wouldn't say, I don't, I don't know if it's purple unicorn or if I'm just uh, great at building relationships instantly. I don't know. I think everybody can do this or it will at least give you an opportunity to start making more money. I will say though, um, the goal was 300 this year. Obviously it was 25 short. As we talked, you said, Hey, if you set the goal and you don't hit it, obviously it was high enough. Um, yeah, you came close. Yeah, I came close. <laughs> awesome. uh, but next year the goal is 400. So the only way I can do that obviously is, knocking, but it's going to be talking to people and say, Hey, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You I love it, go. man. 
And I want to just reiterate, I, I am really grateful that you shared this. This is going to be one of our longer episodes, but the, the, the groundwork, it's very hard. You can't say get referrals by doing great things. You have to walk through the philosophy. You got to walk through how that service. I really appreciate the tactical level of detail. The, you, the proof is in the pudding. And when I said you're a purple unicorn, there's things, the reason I say that everything that you gave is golden and there's a lot of um, insight into everything that was up here of, I can learn this, I can do this. Hey, Mitch said, build a relationship by having authentic conversation, ask questions. What do they do? There's a tactical strategy, give good service. How show up every step of the way. There's a tactical strategy, set the right expectations from the relationship out of the gate, tactical strategy. Okay. Write down their favorite restaurant. As you ask tactical strategy, send a thank you note at the end, personalize it, include a gift, tactical strategy. These are all things we can implement and I really appreciate it. And I hope that next year you hit that goal. I love, you got to go to the moonshot. I got to say though, honestly, like, I think there's something magical about setting a goal here and coming in short because that is the fuel that keeps you going. So thank you for, for sharing. Thank you for being receptive to me leaning in because I don't want everyone here to just sit back and hope because we've all made this mistake in sales and there's a way to blend the two of being direct. And I'm very curious. I'd love to hear next year, stay in touch, be like, Hey dude, your advice sucked. I tried it. It didn't work. Or maybe it does either way. Let's have some fun and play with it. But Mitch, thank you again so much for just like opening up the the books your personal life and these strategies is there anything that you want to leave people with in terms of people getting in touch with you following you anything you can ask of the 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 attentive folks who you've helped or me before we call it a wrap today i would say my biggest thing man is you know whatever wherever you are in your business just know it's dependent upon your efforts and just know that you can always change it um again going back to my personal life that's a catastrophe. That's something that could demoralize anybody, but it's a fact of, all right, it happened. I have two choices to make. I'd either, I can either be upset in, in wine or whatever, why me, or I can make sure I put my head down and I take care of business. And I just want to say wherever you're at in your business, whatever's going on, whether you're getting deals, not deals, just know through your efforts, staying positive and making sure that you're staying consistent with your efforts. I promise you, your business will skyrocket. You just have to stay consistent. So that'd be my biggest thing. Awesome. Mitch, thanks a ton for being here, man. I appreciate it. Hey, don't go anywhere just quite yet. This episode has come to a close, but I do have just a couple things for you. First, I want to thank you for listening to the Roof Strategist podcast. And I'd love to ask you a favor. Can you help me out here? Give a review to the podcast wherever it is that you stream. This helps the podcast grow, get in more people's ears and help people smash their income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. So good, bad, otherwise I do keep an eye on these and I wanna help and I do look for video and podcast suggestions. Second, you might be interested in a product or a program to help you grow your business, grow your sales, and achieve, or better yet, smash your income goals, and I'd be honored to help. Many folks don't know where to start, and I wanna simplify it for you. The best place for you to get started is with my all-in-one sales training, sales strategy, and sales system, 
that I call the roofing sales success formula. And I will take you through everything you need to know from knock to close in a lightning fast nine and a half hours, whether that's for you, the individual sales rep, or as the standard training for teams. And there's a reason that it's being used by thousands of reps in the field as we speak, including some of the top 100 roofing companies in America. Now, if you are looking for some more ongoing help and support and really looking to fine tune your infinite game in sales and business, I invite you to join me and my fellow mentors, John Cenac, Deshaun Bryant, Matt Mulholland, and Jim Moline inside the Pitch Pro movement. Listen, there's links in the podcast description that will walk you through everything and direct you to those websites. But if you do wanna chat with my team or with me, you can call or text 303-222-7133. That's 303-222-7133. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.